Hi there, you are listening to the Guitar Speak podcast. My name is Matt Wakeling and this is the show that I produce in Sydney, Australia, where I speak to leading guitarists and guitar figures. Thank you so much for joining me. Now today I speak to the legendary Ryan Roxy of the Alice Cooper Band Slashes Snake Pit, Gilby Clark, one of our former guests, and uh, Ryan's own band, Roxy 77. We talk about an amazing career, also about Ryan's new guitar teaching method that's being launched on Kickstarter right now and doing great guns. Talk about Ryan's own podcast, In the Trenches, and a lot of other great guitar talk. Let's jump straight in. Ryan Roxy, welcome to the Guitar Speak podcast. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. It's great, great to have you. Now, Ryan, you were born in California, but I believe I'm speaking to you in Sweden right now. Is that correct? Yes, I am uh, holed up in my son's bedroom, which I've turned into a uh, recording studio (laughs) slash filming studio for all the stuff that I'm doing now with guitars and guitar lessons and podcasts. But yeah, I'm in Stockholm, Sweden indoors and uh it's quite a switch for a california guy like me that grew up in the sun to you know for the last 15 years or so being in uh i guess perpetual winter yeah yeah (laughs) i was i was in sweden about 20 years ago and and loved it did a little bit of playing there and some stuff was beautiful and stockholm particularly was a beautiful city so i guess this is a family thing you've got you've got family there yeah, I have two children uh, with my ex, and we were. Um, I'm, I'm not going anywhere. I want to see them grow up, go to college, and yeah, uh, yeah. I'm actually currently married to a girl from South Africa. So when we, um, when the kids are ready for to head off to wherever university they may be going, I think uh, me and my wife will go down to uh, South Africa and sort of hang there where the uh, sun is out a bit more. True, true. <laughs> we'll well, that's where we are, Southern Hemisphere. It goes, it goes okay. Hey, Ryan, I saw you yep. um, in 2017 with, with Alice Cooper and I uh, did a review of that show and I loved it so much for a lot of reasons, not least of all to see you guys live and um, I think Ace Freely was opening. Do you, uh, yes. That was, a, that was a great tour. A few things caught my eye that I wanted to talk to you about. Um, I love Alice Cooper in three guitar mode. Now, you've been in Alice's band in a couple of stints. Have you always been uh, with three guitar players? Not at all. This three guitar player lineup uh, just started to happen right before I got back into the band, which was 2012. I had taken uh, sort of a hiatus. I had moved to Sweden, getting my bearings in Sweden, and I was doing a lot of uh, just European touring with my own stuff. I'm missing the Alice Cooper band, obviously, but I did have to sort of uh, step away from it for a second because of family and because of uh, just moving to a different country. And so when I first started in 1996, um, it was a two guitar player, you know, lineup. It's always been pretty much the two guitar player lineup from the original band onwards. Sure. And then there was actually a couple shows where uh, at one point uh, during the whole run, I was the only guitar player. I've, I think I'm the only guitarist in Alice Cooper that's played a sh- an actual Alice Cooper show with just one guitar wow. player because we had uh, a situation where our other guitarist had to split 
pretty suddenly. And so we had a couple shows where, yeah, I was a solo guy. So I've played in one guitar, two guitar, and three guitar lineups. <laughs> but I really do enjoy this three guitar lineup that we have with the current Alice Cooper lineup, which is the most consistent lineup since the original band. I'm kind of proud to be part of that. But uh, we have Tommy Henriksen on guitar, mm -hmm. myself, as well as everybody knows Nita Strauss on guitar. So I think there's a great way of uh, melding all our abilities and sort of uh, combining all the different tones and styles of music that we like individually and making them uh, work with the Alice Cooper band. Yeah, Ryan, I was knocked out by how great it sounded with three guitars and props to whoever, whoever was working front of house that night. Um, oh, our, our sound tech, our sound engineer has always been top notch, man. They know what they're doing. In, in, in fact, it's not just the sound engineer, it's the whole audio crew. Mm -hmm. And I think that's one of the things that uh, a lot of people appreciate about, appreciate about the Alice Cooper band. And Alice, I know himself appreciates it, is that they always try to make the audio experience uh, as good, as professional, as clear, as powerful, without blowing out your ears as possible. Because, as you know, Alice Cooper doesn't use a lot of video. He, you know, we, we will have big video screens when we play big, bigger venues. But for the most part, Alice wants you concentrating on the actual live players that are jumping around on stage and not looking and watching TV. So basically what we sort of don't have in video, hopefully we make up for in audio. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Um, the three guitars sounded math. I mean, the whole, the whole thing, as you say, the whole thing sounds amazing, but I was, yeah, I was blown away by how great the three, uh, guitars sounded. It was, um, I'm just wondering how much, how much work goes into those parts, working out who plays what and finding your own sonic little space. Well, the thing about the three guitar player lineup is that it's always come very easy for us because we each have certain strengths that lend themselves to certain songs in the Alice Cooper set. We're pretty lucky to play with an artist that has so many different colors and so many different styles in his music. So it's kind of a no brainer if like a 70s classic comes on and, uh, you know, the solo comes up and they say, hey, that's a Roxy solo. Or if it's a straight ahead rock and roller, then that's a Tommy solo. Or if it's one of the 80s shredder type of songs that Alice has in that whole era of the 80s, it's a, it's, it's a go-to for Nita Strauss. So, you know, there's never an argument over the solos ever. And I think as far as parts go, we all tend, if you watch us live, to play something different at the same time. Um, Every once in a while, you'll catch us all playing the exact same power chords at the exact same time, but that's when we want an effect for it to be uh -huh. extra, extra yeah, heavy. Yeah, yeah. But for the most part, you know, you'll see me playing an, uh, an upper string type part. You'll see Nita playing a harmony of that, and then you'll see Tommy playing down the foundation chords. And that's sort of our recipe for it. But I, I am really happy that our sound technicians do um, separate the tones, and that's the one biggest compliment I get Um and it's happy for me to hear every single night is when people say, hey, I heard each and every one of your guys is so lonely. So it makes yeah. us happy. Yeah, it's very, very cool. Very cool. And uh, it looked like you're having just way too much fun up there. We, do, we are. We're actually, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, 
I know that there's some bands out there that, you know, say, hey, great, sex, drugs, rock and roll, we're just one big party machine. No, we're not a big party machine. We're like kind of like a, a family. We're almost like the, I don't remember that 70s show, the Partridge family. We're like a, a family <laughs> that travels on a tour bus. And, and of course, we have our fun, but it's not crazy, crazy. But we genuinely, genuinely like each other and respect each other for, for every strength that comes into the band. And I got to say that comes from the top. That all comes from Alice being so secure with his celebrity, so secure and, and um, cool with his iconic status that we just kind of take the lead from there and we're lucky enough to ride the coattails. That's cool. It's inter interesting you say family. I spoke to Orianthe about a week ago or so, and yeah, we, we talked about her time with Alice and uh, with you and and, uh, and Tommy on guitars. And she said the same word. She said, those guys are like my brothers. It was just such a, yeah. a family vibe. Yeah, I just I actually just spoke to Orianthe myself over the Easter weekend and uh, got her to come on my podcast when, uh, when the schedule clears up. So she, I know... We support each other and our individual projects uh, as well because we know that, you know, and I say this a lot in my own guitar clinics and I say this a lot in my own uh, podcasts and stuff, you know, the next gig that you'll probably get as a musician, the next band you'll be in will be, it'll be solely responsible for the people that you're playing with currently. Someone from that group or someone that you've played with before will give you the connection to play with the next band you're in. So you always should be cool to your to your bandmates. You really should. Whilst there was no competition uh, amongst the three of you guys, you definitely won the most guitars on a gig prize for that gig. I, <laughs> well, I mean, I definitely have a nice arsenal of guitars at this point. It's sort of my dream uh, lineup of guitars. I, I might bring a few more out once they give us the uh, thumbs up to go out and start touring again. But for many years now, I've been lucky enough to, to carry with me a bunch of different Gibson models because I think, you know, for one company that makes all those different types of uh, body shapes, you know, whether it's the Flying V, the Explorer, the 335, the SG, the Firebird, um, and I also, of course, the classic uh, Les Paul. Yeah, I play them all. So I, I call it the Gibson Big Six, and then I've also added a uh, Fender Stratocaster because, you know, that has to be one of the most iconic shapes okay. as well yep, yep, thrown yep. in there. So yeah, I, I, I think I get... Uh, I'm a little spoiled being there, <laughs> there with that many guitars. Trust me, it's not like that when I do my solo touring for my solo band. It's basically me and my Les Paul in a rent-a-car. Okay. <laughs> That's cool. That's very cool. And what are you using for, um, for amps? We, well, we use a bunch of different types of setups over the years. I mean, for the most part, I've always been a Gibson guitar into a Marshall amp. That's always been my recipe for rock and roll. Mm -hmm. And um, I kind of think as little in between as possible. Obviously, with Alice, there's, and we don't have uh, keyboards or piano, so we do need to uh, mask those parts with colorings, like whether it's chorus or extra flanging or vibratos, whatever, those types of pedals. But I always try to keep the signal as clean as possible, just the guitar going into the amp. And my um, amp of choice for so many years has been the JCM 800 Marshalls. I love those. They just have the right balance of power and overdrive and cut that, that I 
love. You know, it's all those classic albums that I enjoyed listening to growing up, whether it's an ACDC album, all the way up to Guns N' Roses' first Appetite for Destruction uh -huh. album. You know, yeah, you yep. can't deny that amazing martial tone that comes out of Slash's amp on that first album, no doubt. But, you know, as times evolve, we, we've gone through some different types of uh, changes and with my different uh, lineups of like what I do, whether it's solo touring or guitar clinics or the actual big rock show with Alice, I change the uh, setups and the amp setups sometimes. I've, I've been experimenting with a thing called Amp One, the blue guitar pedal oh, unit, yep, yep. which is an actual amp that can fit on a pedal board. It sounds as close to a Marshall as I've ever I heard any other amp sound, wow, and it awesome. fits on my pedal board, and I can fly with it. It's amazing. Um, also, you know, modeling amps, use them in the studio as well as campers and, you know, plugins and all that kind of stuff. We do use that, and um, this new current set, we have um, we have some campers out there as well. So it's, it's a combination between modeling amps uh, and the real amps, I think, that you're hearing on a lot of records these days. Nobody really wants to talk about it. Everybody always wants to go, oh, I'm old school, I'm old school. Well, yeah, you can be old school, but you have to understand, you also have to play over 100, 150 shows a year, you know, possibly even more. You need to sound consistent and the same as well. And you can't be going through, you know, five or six amps every single month if you're uh, at that level. So I don't know. It's a, uh, like I said, I've always been very lucky with my marshals, and I know most people are. So I'm spoiled in the fact that I get to use the best, I think, of every world, whether it's, you know, ma uh, marshals, campers, or like I said, the floor units that I'm using with the blue guitar. Cool. Is that, I hope that's not long enough an answer. <laughs> that could, that's a great, I might have just that's like broke the record for the longest <laughs> sentence ever said. Well, as 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 you know, as you, you know, as a, another podcaster, it's uh, this is what podcasts are for. So go for it. <laughs> a long answer. Well, I, what what I've realized about podcasting and hosting and doing one are two different things. Hosting one, you have to. I have to learn how to shut my mouth. But when I'm doing a podcast, that's when I just go. You know. <laughs> It's, it, I, I just talk, talk, talk. It's like me being on stage at one of my solo shows in between songs. Sometimes, you know, my <laughs> raps in between are <laughs> longer than the actual songs themselves. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about the System 12 guitar method. So this is a, a thing you've recently launched on Kickstarter, which has smashed its goal, I, I must say. Congratulations on that. Well, thank you very much. I, I mean, what we've done is not something that's taken... Uh, you know, we didn't do it like, oh, it's a spur of the moment thing. We've been working on a guitar method. I've actually been teaching guitar lessons um, since I was 16 years old. Since I was a kid, I was, you know, out there trying to, that's, that's how I made my pocket money growing up, to be honest with you. You know, I just taught the same riffs and the same sort of uh, licks that I was learning. I would pass them on to, you know, either kids my age or maybe a little bit younger. Mm -hmm. And then it just kind of evolved. And I did a bunch of online lessons with a company, a Swedish company here called Play Along. And I've done a bunch of different series. But then all throughout the years, I've been gathering these sort of shortcuts and I call them guitar life hacks, ways of looking at the guitar that maybe other people uh, don't see right off the bat that make it easier to understand. And me and a bunch of... Uh, 
guys got together. I'm sort of the face of System 12, but I have a couple other uh, actual teachers that have experience as well on the, on the team. And we've put together this thing called the System 12 Guitar Method that allows you to understand and learn the guitar in a fun way, but in a really um, beneficial way. You're going to get all the fundamentals that you need if you're just starting your guitar journey. And all the way up to if you're an intermediate guitar player. I People ask me all the time if, you know, is this system good for people that already know guitar? And I say, yes, it is, because the sort of experience that I have, you know, having over 40 years of, of playing, you know, pretty professionally um, and at a high level, I've taken all that experience and put it into this series. So we started a, you know, a Kickstarter campaign to raise the money for the uh, official series that we'll be releasing, right? But we've already taped the, I guess you'd say the demo, and we call it the beta test version, which is basically our course, but it's not got all the uh, bells and whistles on it yet. It will, but that beta test version is available. If you go on to our Kickstarter campaign and pledge, you can start learning guitar basically tomorrow and it will, it is very efficient way to learn. And so far, everyone that's, uh, been signed up and pledged and, uh, on their way to learning guitar has been really happy with it. So if there's anybody that wants to go out there and start learning guitar, uh, today, right after this podcast, uh, maybe you can check out ryanroxy.com and right there is a button that said visit the Kickstarter campaign and go there and basically hear me talk about it for another five minutes <laughs> because that's basically what I do. I have a video there that explains it and explains all the different tier levels of how you can uh, contribute and how you can learn it. So I guess it's never over till it's over, but we're doing pretty good right now. So knock on wood that uh, people keep on contributing and uh, we still keep because uh, everything's going to go back into promoting this uh, 12 system because I, I really do feel it's my my sort of uh, goal. My next big goal to achieve is to um, teach as many people guitar as possible. Awesome. That is so cool. That is so cool. And um, yeah, I think as we speak in about mid-April, there's another 32 days or something to go. I had a look um, earlier. So yeah, definitely, definitely worth checking out. You On, on the blurb, it says it differs from tra traditional methods. And you mentioned guitar life hacks, which definitely um, I'm sure you've, you've earned and learned many of those on, on the road. Um, can you explain how how, how this method did one or two of them. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can easily give you guys some free hints right off the, right out of the gate because a lot of people don't realize how simple playing guitar can be. I'm not saying is it's, Oh yeah, I just pick up the guitar and you can start playing today, but little common sense things that maybe you don't see like, and you, you're intimidated by this instrument with six strings and all of a sudden it's got this super long guitar neck with all these different frets and all these different notes. Well, at the end of the day, there's literally only 12 notes in music. All right. There's seven, you know, whole notes, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, and they're sharps and flats. So at the end of the day, there's only 12 notes that you have to learn and memorize. And let's be honest, not everybody, unless you're playing hardcore jazz, learns, you know, sharp and flat chords, you know, 
all the time. They don't use that. What you normally use is your, your A chord, your power A chord, your power E chord, your D chords. And those are the things that I, I feel people in, get psyched out when they first look at the guitar. They're just intimidated, and they don't have to be. So you have 12 notes total, and on the guitar neck itself, if you ever look at that, those dots that are on the top of that neck, you see the double dots. Guess where that is? That's on the 12th fret. So that means there's only really 12 frets on your guitar because that double dot signifies an exact repeat from those double dots on up of the guitar neck. So you're basically just repeating all the notes below that. And it's quite easy to understand once you look at it as a sort of common sense mathematical way. And that's just two little things that have to do with like the 12 system. And like I said, we call it the system 12 uh, because you'll learn guitar in 12 weeks. You'll learn 12 songs and riffs. There's 12 notes. And hopefully you'll practice more than 12 minutes a day. Excellent. <laughs> very cool. Very cool. It, it sounds like it's, it's really geared to get people up and running and making music um, as soon as possible. Absolutely. See, that's another thing. I feel that... You know, when you first start guitar, a lot of teachers want to give you your, uh, make your left hand do all these things that it's not used to doing with the, with these open chords, with the first position chords. Of course, we teach the first position chords in the system 12, but that doesn't come up until later in the system, right? When we first start, we learn our notes, our power chords. And we learn songs and riffs that'll stick in your head and make you remember those notes. Because at the end of the day, even though there is tablature and notation and a, a, follow, a scrolling text that goes with the lessons, your ear training is what's going to get you gigs. You know, I've never gotten a gig. I've never gotten a paying job being able to uh, read sheet music. Even though I can read sheet music... I've never gotten the gig by that alone. I've gotten the gig because I was able to hear what other people were playing and adapt very quickly because I knew where I was on the guitar, what they were playing, what I could play to complement them. And that's the key to you know being in a band is actually being able to adapt with the other players. Well, they say um, progress is, is the biggest motivator. So if you're banging out some power chords pretty quick, that's got to be pretty exciting for... For new players, that yeah. sounds great. Yeah, keep it, keep people inspired by giving them stuff you know that they can easily digest and learn and be. I, I, in fact, I I teach a song the very first lesson. You'll learn a song if you even if you've never even picked up a guitar, you will learn. I guarantee you, you will learn a song that's a really popular song. Everybody knows it the very first lesson. Ryan, I've been digging the In the Trenches podcast, and that's it's not your first podcast. You've been doing podcasting and radio for, for a number of years now. Um, but your new show, In the Trenches, is great, man. I listen to, uh, who did I listen to today? The Phil X and the Steve Stevens. Those are my guys, man. Those are, the, you know, like Steve Stevens was my one of my guitar heroes growing up. So being able to have him on my podcast was was quite a, a thrill for me. I, I think I've always been interested in talking to other guitar players about what's inspiring to them. You know, I, I played with Slash for many years in a yeah, band called yeah. Snake Pit. We yep. made an album called Ain't Life Grand. And for me, 
it was a great experience because every single day I used I could go into the studio with him and basically get a free guitar lesson from Slash. <laughs> and obviously, you pick up things from the people that you play with. You pick up things from the people that you talk with. So now that I'm talking to all these guitar players, I'm finding that there's so many similar traits. There's so many. Uh, they're not coincidences. They're they're actual things that um, people do that gets them ahead and you find this consistency with a bunch of successful guitar players. For instance, I, you know, I just interviewed Matt Hafey from, um, Trivium. Mm -hmm. Yep. And what a work ethic. I mean, the ins most insane work ethic I'd ever, you know, I, I got tired listening to him tell me about his <laughs> ethic, his work ethic and his schedule because it's so tireless. He's constantly posting, he's constantly playing, he's constantly training, and he's constantly performing. And just talking to him for a half hour got me so inspired that, you know, I it made me feel like, all right, I'm going to step my game up. And at the end of the day, if you can play with musicians and you can talk to musicians and get inspired yourself, not to copy them, but to just sort of be inspired by them and do your own thing to the best of your abilities, then you know what? It's an that's that's the whole key to me doing the podcast and sort of showing it to other and having other people listen to it. So if you do have a chance, go check out all the um, not just guitar players, but cool personalities that I've been able to interview on in the in the trenches. Cool. Who, who are some of the non-guitar people that you've you've had on? Um, I've had on Joe Hoekstra, who plays in Whitesnake as well. Uh, you mentioned Phil X, of course. Yep. Um, also had Dennis Dunaway, the original bassist of uh, Alice Cooper. Oh, nice. Very cool. And, which is, and then um, Charlie, uh, Charlie Starr from the band Blackberry Smoke. Uh, very cool dude. Um, who else? Steve Brown, who moonlights for... Uh, was in Trickster for many, many years, mm -hmm. and now he moonlights yep. for Def Leppard, which is not a bad band to sort of fill in every once in a while. <laughs> so, I mean, these guys are all working musicians and all guys that, sort of like myself, they might not be a household name, but they are definitely have played with uh, iconic musicians and iconic uh, personalities. And, you know, we're in the trenches. We're basically the the, the title is what we are. Because if you really want to be a working musician, you're going to have to grind it out. You're going to have to play those club gigs. You're going to have to do those, you know, long touring uh, runs, which are great, by the way, which is a great way to live your life if you want to be a touring musician. And I've been lucky enough to been able to do, do this as long as well as all these other people that I interview for many, many years. Excellent. <laughs> Now, as we speak, we're we're in uh, isolation, as as we've already mentioned. But what does we don't know when? But what does post isolation uh, look like for you, Ryan? What what's what have you got wow. on the back burner? I, I wish I knew because then I could invest in companies that <laughs> are going to actually do good after this. I mean, at the end of the day, there there is going to be a lot of creativity, uh, a lot of creativity that gets. Uh, produced during this period. You know, I, I, I read somewhere that uh, all of Isaac Newton's uh, theories were, um, came up during the Black Plague, 
you know, isolation okay. when they and then when they were quarantined in, in that. So I think there's going to be a lot of amazing uh, things that happen, whether it's technological, uh, technology wise, or if it's just music wise. Imagine how many people, you know, we all have home studios and everybody is to a varying degree, you know, good or bad or or learning it there's going to be a lot of great music that comes out of this. There's also going to be a, um, a lot of new skills that people will have to learn because who knows what it's going to look like on the other side. Is touring going to be the same? Is it going to be as easy to travel from country to country? Nobody really knows all these things. You know, no one's ever, we're, we're in a place in our history where, you know, we've never stopped an economy and then going, try to start it again. No one knows all, what's going to happen there as well. So, what I'm doing right now is I'm just trying to find different stages in different uh, places to perform on. And for me, luckily, the podcast is a good stage for me to perform and talk and inspire people, as well as the guitar lessons, getting as many people to learn guitar. Because if you are stuck at home, what better way to spend your time once you've watched all your Netflix shows, once you've watched all the old movies <laughs> that you had to get out of your system yeah. and haven't seen yet, then learn something new. And I can't think of a better instrument to learn than guitar. So, like I said, on the other side, um, we'll see. I hope it gets back to regular touring. I want to be back on that tour bus playing in front of people um, all over the world as bad as anybody does. I know the whole entire band does. But, you know, at the... At, at this present time, we just need to, you know, play the hand we've been dealt and not just go doom and gloom and say, oh, it's all over. Everything sucks. I want it to say, OK, well, what can we look for the positives in it? You know, how many people can learn guitar now in this period? How much uh, content, how much uh, positive, inspiring stuff can I create? even though I'm in my, like I said, my son's room recording and filming every single day, what kind of content can I record that's going to actually make things better, more helpful, and more inspiring? Awesome. Well, that, that sounds like a good way forward, Ryan. And uh, yeah, so so great to talk to you about this stuff. So Ryan, thank you so much for your time. Um, awesome hey, to I hear appreciate you those. having me, Matt. I really do. I really appreciate you having me on the podcast. I appreciate what you're doing. And um, I like the name too, Guitar Speak. Cheers. Cheers, man. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Ryan. Thanks heaps. And uh, yeah, good luck with the, the System 12. Um, I'll be tuning into In the Trenches and uh, hopefully seeing you back here uh, with Alice Cooper or, or your own band, the Roxy 77 lineup. Absolutely. I'd love, we, well, we just got back from, that was our last tour that we did was Australia, New Zealand. And, uh, yeah, yeah. I can hardly wait till for us to get back there again. And, um, you know, hopefully come back on the podcast and we'll talk about a bunch of cool stuff then. And hopefully at that point, the, uh, system 12 will be the number one guitar course in the world. <laughs> Why not? Let's aim, aim high. Yeah. And, yeah, uh, <laughs> hold on one second there. I got, I'm trying to put all my buzzers off, and I just got a phone call, but uh, it's my next interview. But again, if you want to go by Ryan Roxy, hold on one second. Uh, if you want to go by <laughs> RyanRoxy.com and just check out my world, more than welcome, or I'll see you out there on Instagram at Ryan Roxy. So thanks, guys, awesome. for having me on. I'll awesome. see you soon. Thanks, Ryan. See you next. All right. Take care, man. 
All right, there you go. The very charming, very charismatic Ryan Roxy. That was a lot of fun, talking guitars, guitar teaching, guitar talk. Good times all around. I'll include those links in the show notes to uh, check out that stuff as well. Hey, while you're online, why not head over to guitarspeakpodcast.com. There you can subscribe to us at... uh, through Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, all that stuff. You can check out our backing tracks, T-shirts, previous episodes. Everything's on over there as well. All right, thanks for joining me. I'll catch you next time. My name's Matt Wakeling. You've been listening to the Guitar Speak podcast. Bye now.